Hello everyone. This is Shunali Shroff and this is Kiran Mandral and, and we, we are, are not, not your, your aunties. aunties. Hello everyone. This is Kiran Mandral and this is Shunali Shroff and today we are talking about too woke to be funny. What's that about? Before we start this, I think we need to issue a disclaimer. <laughs> that whatever kiran and i are discussing today are purely our views not meant to offend inflict harm or emotional injury on any listener so kindly allow us our limited freedom of speech we will do our best to self censor please don't cancel us so uh, kiran i think increasingly so we find that uh, we are living in times when we have to think twice before we write or tweet uh, anything and i think this is more true for writers and comedians uh, and people in the creative fields than say for an engineer or you know an architect but in our case it affects our creativity in a not very benign way so i think this is up for conversation and i know that this can ruffle many feathers but what side of this woke culture are you on I'm tap dancing on the thin wire that's stretched on the middle at the moment because there is something as being woke and there's something as being too woke. Yeah. And I don't know which side I would defend when, which as you said affects our writing, affects our thinking, affects what we choose to express in public. I don't think I'm alone in this. I think most of us are really uh struggling with finding a balance. as to what is acceptable to say in public of course you have to be sensitive to certain things and you have to realize that what we were carrying on what we grew up with the jokes that we grew up with aren't kosher anymore they completely are not acceptable we did do a lot of unintended harm by some of the jokes we did crack absolutely yeah and uh, that's a realization we've come to but uh, there is this sinking feeling after you crack a joke am i on the right side of everybody exactly i mean i think i've reduced my tweets for that very reason which is then to say that i had started join twitter to offend people um <laughs> and irreverence as we both know is a coping mechanism how far you go with it is a decision that we were sort of taking based on our own lived experiences before this culture blew up in everybody's faces and i do agree that jokes that minimize people jokes that make minority communities and marginalized people ridicule them they are not funny i admit i accept that we've acted irresponsibly as people over thousands of years but i think that while some course correction is called for uh, we are now verging on the extreme opposite side the pendulum is swinging to an extreme right or left if you want to call it to the extent that nothing is possibly funny any longer and people have lost the ability to laugh at themselves it's almost like earlier when you heard a joke or went to a stand up comedy act people were waiting to f- laugh now people are waiting for the thrill of being offended so i'd just like to come in with something that george carlin said many many years ago He said political correctness is our newest form of intolerance pernicious it comes disguised as presenting fairness yet attempts to control people's language with strict codes and rigid rules the trouble is he said this way back he left us in 2008 we are now in 2023 it's only gotten worse yep yeah it is it is intolerance absolutely he's absolutely right uh, you know even now see 
uh, I come from uh, a Punjabi background and my entire life I've heard people make jokes about Punjabis, Sikhs laugh at jokes made about Sikh people, okay? And uh, there's this code that sort of applies to uh, intolerance when it comes to, you know, jokes made on religion. I know it's a very touchy topic and I, I will do my best to, you know, read this quote by putting on an invisible armor around me, but it's not my quote, so I guess it's possible. So this is a quote by uh, G.K. Chesterton. And he observed more than 100 years ago, it is the test of a good religion whether you can joke about it. Okay. Absolutely. He was known as the laughing prophet, mm -hmm. uh, G.K. Chesterton. And he said, you know, people who are secure in their beliefs need not fear mockery. Mm -hmm. Now, I now I think that is a very good way to decide who are the people who are actually secure in their beliefs. Definitely not the marginalized. They Definitely would. not people who've climbed out of slavery after years of oppression or who climbed out of the, the absolute bottom of the caste system. I understand that. But I find people who have no reason to complain and who've led a life of privilege also are now more offended on behalf of People who are not offended themselves, okay. So when did, uh, you know, the court jester start? The court jester started the the tradition of the court gesture, or you could compare them to the modern stand-up in the courts, right? That's right. To hold a mirror to power and authority and to do it in such a way that the person in power would not take offense and yet understand what needed cause correction. that's how comedy was, correction. actually, that was the main role of, of comedy, comedy one day, to question power um, without offending power. That I think the actual, the main precept of comedy, punch up, that's Correct. where it comes from, you punch up and therefore we understand that, okay, you don't make jokes on certain things. But sometimes when you're just punching up or punching anywhere, you never know where that punch would land. I think it's also because a lot of people take things literally and quote out of context. I think it's important to understand that if you have no appetite for humor, <laughs> which most don't, of don't people. listen to jokes don't attend stand-up comedy don't tune into shows that you know are meant to be funny uh, or attempt at making you laugh and I think the second thing is that sarcasm for example cannot be taken literally mm -hmm. right and uh, it's entirely in the delivery but if you just take uh, words and use them out of context then even the most ironically delivered speech or sar sarcasm can be used actually to cancel people and uh, there are countless examples of how it has been done systematically over the past in the especially in this last decade tina fey uh, was there was an whole uproar against her on the internet about something politically incorrect she had uh, written i mean in the script and uh, this was to do with kimmy schmidt and she actually said that at the time that, you know what, the internet is in real life and being cancelled, I'm, I'm paraphrasing her, but she said something to the effect of internet is not real life and being cancelled on internet isn't to be taken seriously by comedians because we spend hours and weeks and months laboring over our material. And she said, while I mean, it has to be done responsibly, exactly what Kiran and I are saying, but she said that the culture of demanding joke apologies and I'm opting out of that. Mm. I think that when you keep due consideration, then take bigotry out of it, for example. And I don't think she has ever made uh, bigoted jokes, at least not in recent memory. But I'm saying if you live by the certain codes we just discussed, that these are the people who need to be spared and not ridiculed. And then you go ahead, there's enough material out there that you can actually be funny about. And those who are offended can really, the, nobody's putting a gun to your head to sit and laugh. But I think people get a sense of high from self-righteousness. Hmm. And that's hmm. the next thing I want to talk about. So uh, 
who are the people getting offended okay there's something very interesting that larry amoros said he said the far right's humorless the far left is offended by everything <laughs> it's too calm down people these are jokes nobody's holding you hostage well said don't like my stuff get a therapist and turn me off excellent excellent get a therapist turn me off golden don't, words yeah so why are we a people a culture or a stage of life where we want to take offense at everything what is it that is disturbing us so much i think we really need to look inside ourselves as to what makes us so touchy why are we you and i are touchy we don't need to look inside ourselves oh god i'm very touchy <laughs> i get told things and i agonize it about it for a week but you know then somebody tells me it's just a joke no It all depends, as you said, on context. Yeah. It all depends. I think depends. it's easy to say it's just a joke if you're not the butt of jokes, jokes yourself. Yeah. So today, if you're sitting in a room full of people and we pick on one person and just ridicule that person, then that's not funny. And I think it's common sense. We don't need mm. a mass movement to sensitize us to that. Absolutely, okay? absolutely. Uh, so I think, to, but I want to examine this. Mm. What is making people so self-righteous? Do you suppose people aren't doing very much with their lives to feel good about themselves? Uh, is it virtue signaling? No, what is this virtue signaling? Yeah, what what is this? And isn't this woke culture sort of, uh, you know, there's a North Korean activist, and she was studying at Columbia University, and she said that in North Korea, she escaped from North Korea. Ah, she said in North Korea, we had to really watch what we said if we wanted our great leader to not throw us behind bars and. to allow us to live and she said that i find that today if you question something uh, openly or if we make a joke that one person in a room of 100000 will take offense over she said we are then suppressing our desire to speak up and all becoming an echo chamber Hmm. And hmm. she said, if you put that in an extreme scenario, then actually, if you look at it, our right as human beings to of free speech is under threat in a way. So I think while sensitizing people is important, look at me again, again offering this disclaimer. Can you just see what's going on? I keep on saying <laughs> this is this is what is happening. Uh, this is exactly what's happening. Yeah, and uh, constantly, as we said, tap dancing in a minefield, figuring out what whether we're offending somebody with anything we've said. anything we've written so you know this really funny thing happened yesterday it was my husband's birthday and i happy put, birthday thank mm. you thank you thank you and i put out a little uh, tweet which said munne ke papa happy birthday ji hmm i got a reply from some random person who said why are you calling him munne ke papa can't you call him by his name oh my god this is so it. why are we becoming a nation of such humorless people here's the thing A people are quite jobless these days. Okay, <laughs> unemployment's are on the rise. Recession's on its way. Second, I think that a privileged class feels embarrassed about their privileges. Uh. Now they're not going to actually get up and make a difference in society by you know working with organizations and actually making bringing about change or uplifting people's lives. So the barest minimum they can do, which is tokenism, to feel good about themselves mm-hmm. and to sort of, in a way, say sorry, I'm so privileged, but see, I feel your pain. Okay, mm-hmm. is what it is. Now again, this isn't to say that people who actually really feel strongly about this, but I'm talking about this whole mass, large mass of people that feels this way. Speaking of taking offense, there was something very funny. There's a guy who has a YouTube video on. 
top 10 countries in the world you can go to which are not woke and where you can live in the traditional way now this is also ridiculously funny because he is not being funny this is not satire he means it oh no so he says that he names a bunch of countries from the middle east where he says they are progressive they are developing they don't make a big deal about representation but they also don't put you behind bars so anyway that i don't know i don't want to get into that i'm just quoting him but he says that serbia is a country where people will not discourage you from becoming masculine where traditional ideas of masculinity are respected traditional ideas of femininity are respected and i think feminism is not a thing there okay uh-huh. and so then there was serbia then there was thailand uh, there was russia he said yeah of course i mean there are other issues with russia but seriously if you want to live in the old traditional way and you want to be able to feel macho as a man and you want women who admire that about you you know he was talking day. about where toxic toxic masculinity is a virtue he said these are the countries you can go to and nobody gets offended people lead happy lives it was really funny he said so <laughs> basically if you fear being cancelled move to these countries yeah and you can also go to war and volunteer yeah, you can do everything yeah, right yeah, you yeah. can live in so what they are calling the traditional way is actually now the opposite of the woke that is the other end of the pendulum but it's worth looking at so is there no middle ground for us are we doomed to live yeah, banished to siberia or <laughs> <laughs> or cancelled or cancelled yeah that's right live in siberia and be free or be cancelled and i i have to say that i am quite careful mm. but i'm not a stand up comedian so it's okay it doesn't affect my livelihood yeah, yeah. we're not stand up comedians we are writers but we're still careful and that we are careful as people but anyway, anyway I, mean, I, i wouldn't like to hurt people no Yeah and I'm still begging hoping for that sarcasm font on Twitter till then I'm not going to be sarcastic on Twitter you know uh, there has to be a sarcasm font that's brilliant mm. so that people know that this this was meant to be funny mm. yeah and it's a sad day when you have to explain to people that this is meant to be funny because they have not a human funny bone in their body they have not a funny bone in their bodies if they don't get a joke and you have to explain to them that bhai ये जोक था बट यू नो सबको वैसे भी सेंस ऑफ ह्यूमर इज नॉट अ थिंग आई थिंक पीपल हु डोंट हैव चाइल्डहुड ट्रॉमा आई हैव नो सेंस ऑफ ह्यूमर लेट अस नॉट विश चाइल्डहुड ट्रॉमा ऑन एवरीवन आई एम नॉट विशिंग इट ऑन अस आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट द करंट जनरेशन ऑफ पीपल हु आर फनी या लाइक बिकॉज़ ह्यूमर इज अ कोपिंग मैकेनिज्म सो वी एज़ वी वाइंड अप वाइंड डाउन दिस एपिसोड आई थिंक इट्स इंपॉर्टेंट टू लुक एट व्हाट वी आर डूइंग राइट एंड वेयर वी आर गोइंग रॉन्ग and uh, kiran what would you say i th- is is really the way forward for each one of us to reflect on our work and our ability to laugh i think we need to find our funny bones again we need to learn how to laugh again and social consciousness is good we need it we need to understand certain things we've learned a lot of things with a lot of uh, communities but yes let's not stop being funny for the fear of being cancelled i mean don't ridicule people but really learn to laugh at yourself don't get offended if someone makes fun of your large community i mean please you go ahead and make fun about people who are a certain size and height like me and kiran we won't get offended <laughs> definitely not and with that this is a wrap on this episode of not your auntie this is kiran manral and this is shunali shroff you can follow me on at kiran manral everywhere on social media and i'm shunali kular shroff on instagram and shunali shroff on twitter you can even dm your questions or suggestions to us on our social media handle see you next week ciao